0: Hello and welcome to the bonus episode of the J Train Podcast. We put these out on Sundays the last couple weeks to feature the Bachelor post game show and they've been going up on Patreon first. I'm really working hard on making Patreon a worthwhile investment for all of you. Uh, if you're not involved, I'd like you to go check it out. What I've been doing is I've been putting up Coffee with J Train. This week I put one up every day of the week because I'm in a way in Vegas and I found myself Flush with time But for the next few weeks I'm going to be doing More and more of these Coffee with J Train They're 15 to 20 minute podcast I rant I complain um, Whatever it may be It's there for you If you've already enjoyed the podcast I'm sure you're going to enjoy these But what I want you to do And it's for a dollar a month So if you're finding value In the podcast already And you can find it within yourself To put a dollar a month into this I'm going to be giving you More entertainment for that money So I want you to go check out it out Go to Patreon.com Slash Jared And it includes Becoming a member Of the app And you can put The app on your phone And you can listen To these podcasts Just the same way That you listen To the J Train podcast Just using this Different app And I update it at least twice a week if not three times a week with blogs and different podcasts and especially these new coffee talks. So today I want to give you one of the coffee talks that I did uh, this week and it starts out just a normal one that I've done every day and then we end it with a recap of last week's bachelor episode Um, so if you've been listening to these for the bachelor recaps that is there but it starts out a little bit differently because this is what I'm doing on patreon and I'd really like for you to become a member there because I'm proud of the work that I'm doing there and if you've already enjoyed me so far I think you'll enjoy this just as much so check out this episode this is a very special free view that's called a free view baby making up words and shit. So check it out, enjoy it, and take a look at Patreon. Give it a shot, give it a once over, and for a buck a month you get, you know, at the very least 20 minute, twenty minutes of something to listen to at the gym or uh, on your way to work or wherever you listen to these things. So check it out and enjoy.
1: Hello everybody, welcome to the Wednesday Coffee with Jay Train. It is About 10 a.m. here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I've been here at the Brad Garrett Comedy Club all week. Uh, I'm sipping on some coffee. Can you hear it? Black, one Splenda. Uh, I've had the same coffee cup since I got here Monday because the little coffee shop downstairs offers you a free refill. So I've had uh, been just walking around with the same cup. And I just walk up, I look at them, they go, Refill and I go, don't mind if I do. So, uh, let's all pray for the stability of this cup to keep me through because this one coffee costs $5. Yes, that's right. $5. Which is kind of bringing me to today's topic, which I'm trying to stay, you know, somewhat healthy out here. Um, I haven't drank, as some of you know, for the month of January. Uh, tonight is the last night. Uh, Very excited. But also, you know, I my mom kind of my mom, my mom asked me questions like uh, uh, which make me feel like a, you know, a raging alcoholic. You know, when I say we'll be on the phone and she'll go, uh, how how's how's the not how's it being off the sauce? As if I, you know, I go outside and smoke cigarettes and shake because I haven't had any booze. I, I, I guess there's no good, there's no way to go off drinking without sounding like you have a problem. Um, it'll, to some people it'll always sound like I, to me, it was just a reset. It was, uh, I want to get off. I want to lose some weight a little bit. I want to get healthy. I want to get back to drinking, you know, having a nice, you know, drink once a week instead of maybe three times a week or, you know, kind of get off. Once you get into a, a, a schedule, it's hard to get off of that. And that's good or bad, you know, it's. You can get on a bad schedule, and then you're like, well, this is my life now. And then you get on a good schedule, and it's like, oh, this is so easy. But it takes a few days to get into something like that. And that's why here, um, since I do, you know, am here for a week, I decided I'm going to go to Whole Foods, which is like 10 minutes away, and pick up some groceries. I got a nice fridge here, and I got a sink, and I got, you know, I can, I, you know, as long as it's at my fingertips, it'll be easier to stay healthy than rather than get hungry and say, you know what, let's just go into Bobby Flay's Burger Shack and kill ourselves. So I decided I'm going to go to Whole Foods. I'm going to pick up a bunch of stuff, you know, turkey, you know, peanut butter, the essentials, milk and so I can and some fruit so I can go in there, have my meal and then go back into the world and not feel like I'm ravenous. So that has been my plan, and I went yesterday, so what I decided I was going to get an Uber, I got an Uber, and the Uber was going to bring me out there, and then I was going to call one for the way back, you know, get a drink while I was waiting outside, and um, so this Uber guy comes, and you know you're in trouble with an Uber when it is good-looking white guy Uber. One thing I've learned from traveling around this great nation to do comedy, anytime I travel and use Uber, the Uber experience is dependent on the city. New York City's the best Uber. They don't talk. You get in the back and Mahinder, Mahinder in the front is just going to get you there. He don't want to talk to you and I don't want to talk to him. That's the beauty of New York City. Narendra has 700 children that he has to feed. So he's going to get you there safely, but very quickly, very quickly, so quickly that you'll fear for your own life. But he has a lot of kids that he has to feed. So you trust in that. And so you sit in the back and you shut your mouth and he shuts his mouth and we get there. Sometimes you have a nice pleasantry. I'm not saying we're not going to be nice, but I think we're respectful to one another to just shut the fuck up. Anywhere else you go, I don't care. The whiter the place, the worse the Uber driver. And I don't mean this in any way to make you offended. I'm just telling you the facts. If you go, I was at, you know, any place that has a very white demographic is going to have the most annoying Uber drivers in the country. And Vegas, Vegas, let me tell you this, very white. It is uh, it is almost opaque. Um, so I get this guy, and he's like a young... You know, he's like old young. He's probably 45, but he looks like he was the best-looking 20 guy in his 20s. Like he was, you know, model-esque in his 20s. So now he'd be like... He'd be in a Tide commercial as the dad, the, the good-looking dad. That's what he looked like. And he pulls up, and he he goes and he's uh we look at each other although we gotta this guy's gonna sweep sweep up one cigarette right here so this guy pulls up and i look at him and he looks at me and he's like hey man i found you already too much energy already way too much energy he's he's coming in hot i can see that he had the front seat you know when you go in an uber and the front seat isn't pushed all the way up for you to get in the back. They've kind of pushed it back because they want you in the front. That's how his was. So I I get in the back seat, and my legs are cramped because I've gone against his rules. He's trying to set me up for the, you know, the buddy time in the front seat. Nuh-uh. I'm getting in the back, headphones on, and he starts asking me about the windows open, windows closed. You know, he's asking all these questions because he thinks that, you know, This will open it up, which it has to. It has to open it up. You have to talk. Oh, no, windows are fine. No, do Whatever music you want, I have to say that. Then he starts really talking. He says, uh, Whole Foods, huh? I love it. And he's going, I love a Whole Foods. Now we're in. I can't. What am I supposed to say? Like point at my headphones? Sorry. Busy time. Drive, drive. I can't. I'm not that type of asshole. I'm a quiet asshole. As most of us are. We're all quiet assholes. None of us are most people are just quiet assholes. We're not loud assholes. So I look and I go, Yeah, going to Whole Foods, uh, here for a bit. He goes, Oh man, you gotta get healthy. I could eat their chicken salad all day long. I love that walnut chicken salad they have at Whole Foods. And you know, by the way, I know he's a you know, he's an in shape, good looking guy, but Walnut chicken salad ain't fucking healthy. Okay, mayonnaise. That ain't, I don't know what he's talking about. You know, that's, what, that's when you know someone has genetics. When they're telling you, oh, I love to eat healthy. And then they're eating chicken salad and they're calling that healthy. If I had chicken salad once, um, I'd spend a week with like 10 extra pounds. So this guy has just been blessed by the health gods to just look great forever you know, strong chin line, all this. And he's going, oh, man. And here's what happens anytime you get good-looking, anytime you get uh, white, white Uber driver, good-looking guy. He needs to explain to you why he's driving an Uber. And it's always a story that makes him sound the most successful in the entire world. You would think these people are billionaires driving Ubers because the way they talk about how they ended up in the Uber is like crazy. He starts going on about how he used to, he, oh, I, where are you coming? Because he, he goes, where are you coming from? I go, New York. He goes, oh, I lived in New York in the nineties. I used to, you know, I started from scratch. I used to own. A fur. I was a. I was in the fur business, and I and I had the second largest fur business in New York, and it was in Summit, New Jersey. And he's like, you weren't going to get the first, because then he then he named. He's like, because because Levit's hers, number one in the world. And then as if I know all the fur dealers in the world, I I have no idea who these. But you have to go along. You you're in the Zuber, and you just want to get to Whole Foods. So I'm just sitting there. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, the the that's the number one furrier. Yeah, oh, I know. Why? I don't know what he's talking about, but I have to go along. And he's talking about how he used to sell furs, and then he, you know, and then one, you know, and then then always an ex-wife. He, he, oh, that was my first wife, so I had to get out of out of town, so I moved to Missouri, and I was working for the large, you know, I'm a salesman, and I was working for the largest chemical salesman in the country, and I was selling down here, and me and my next wife, we were like. Oh, man, this is beautiful. Let's move on down here. And then he starts telling me the story about how he's going to, someone offered him a job here and now, oh, and the job here, they were bullshitting me and now I'm I'm out of a job. You know, now I'm not working, but I'm comfortable. And this is, this is the point where an Uber ride can go wrong because he goes, he said he was brought down to Vegas to work for this new chemical, be a new different type of chemical salesman. But then that chemical sales company lied to him and he was, he'd rather be unemployed than work for someone lying to him. So then, yeah, they, yeah exactly. I'm thinking the same thing. He's got a, a line in the sand. His pride is worth more than a living. So now I'm sitting there like, oh, totally. Those guys are assholes. Like I'm agreeing. Like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And he goes, he goes, yeah, but I haven't taken one day of unemployment. Because I'm, you know, I'm fine. I don't need that. And, you know, I don't like the government getting my stuff. And that's when I knew I was like, we're going political, baby. Uber driver, he's going to get time time to talk politics on the day of the State of the Union. And I'm like, and, and I don't want to talk about that with anyone. Never mind, you know, this Mike Rowe looking guy. He looked like the guy from Dirty Jobs, Mike Rowe. Who, You know, he looked like he, he looked like he had literally probably had a, like a shrine to Mike Rowe in his house. So he starts talking to me about, you know, then he's like an Obamacare and this and that. I'm like, oh my God, how did we get here? And finally we're pulling into Whole Foods and he goes, you know what? I can just wait out here and you can go out and then we can just redo the app and so you don't have to wait. And I'm like, And I'm thinking, you know what? I got through this beginning part. How bad could the 10-minute ride home be? And I don't want to wait for the Uber. So, you know, why not? You know, better to go with the devil that got you there, you know, than risk the new devil that, you know, what's the saying? That's not the saying. So we get to Whole Foods. I'm walking around. And then all of a sudden, I'm in, like, you know, the dairy aisle. Like, you know, I'm running around trying to find stuff. All of a sudden... I look behind me and it's, you know, it's Mike Rowe. It's the dude, the the Uber driver. And he goes, you know, I came in. I'm, I just wanted to find you. I'll let you know. I'm going to get some stuff too. So now we're walking around the market together. And now he's still going on about the politics and the job that screwed him. And, you know, and and now we're shopping like we're a gay couple. And so... We get to like the turkey eye, you know, the, the, the deli counter and I'm getting some turkey and he's going, Oh, there's a lot of salt in that turkey. And I don't want to, I don't care. Salt, so, you know, I, who is this guy? Now he's judging my health decisions while he's sitting there getting the walnut chicken salad that he thinks is healthy and telling me about salt and turkey. So finally, you know, we check out together. Um, no, I didn't buy him his walnut chicken salad. He got it on his own. We're in line together. You know, we go pay together. Now
0: we're literally
1: walking out to his car and, and I, you know, he goes, Oh, yeah, I'll throw your stuff in the back. And I, you know, at this point, I have to sit in the front, right? What am I going to do? Get in the back after we've had this like date? So now I get in the front with him. Um, we, <laughs> we, um, He we drive back. He tells me, you know, he well, then I say, oh, yeah, let me get in the front. He goes, yeah, I love sitting in the front. See, I was right when I when I saw how he put up the seat. He goes, I only sit in the front. I feel weird. It feels like a chauffeur. And I go, yeah, who would want that? As I'm thinking to myself, that's all I fucking want. And then we get in the car and he tells me, don't turn on the app. You pay me whatever you think is fair. And this is when, you know, at that point, I have to spend more. You, you know, it would have cost me like eight bucks to get back. He's like, give me five bucks, ten bucks. You know, what am I, you know, you, so I, we drive back. He goes into some more politics and we get back to the hotel and I give him a ten and he looks at me and goes, ah, oh, thank you. More than, you know, and he goes, you know what? Uh, get, take my number and you, anytime you need a ride, you just call me. And I'm thinking, I don't want this guy's number. I don't want to have to deal with this. I don't want to go cash. I like writing off my Uber expenses. All my Ubers, I put on, you know, like a business credit card so I can write it off. So I had to, like, put – so I take his number as I put it in and I, like, fake put it in. You know, you just, like, put the number in. And it was – I felt like I was talking – I was a chick talking to a guy I didn't want to date and, like, going along with it. And – So then I put in the number for micro and uh, I go up to my room and, you know, the moral of the story is, uh, you know, don't talk to these idiots, these wild, crazy people, because everyone is out of their minds. And and to know that the whiter the Uber driver, the longer the story is going to be about how why he's an Uber driver, because he has to let you know as if he's king, you know, He's the Sultan of Brunei, and he, that's you know, and just want to make a couple couple of shekels on the side. Um, I wanted to end the coffee talk today with a little bit of a Bachelor review because I didn't get to do one because the time schedule and I wasn't able to watch it at the same time, and I chose. Excuse, 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 excuse but here we are. Um, last night's Bachelor. I so I was so the Bachelor. If you if you're not a fan, um, you could probably turn this off now. But if you're a fan, here's the thing about the Bachelor. People. Women, I love watching because I love listening to women talk about the Bachelor. I I really do enjoy it. I think that um, they're—it's so interesting to me what gets women so angry and to hate people. They literally hate people they've never met. Especially Ari. They, you know, a lot of women. One girl wrote me back that Ari doesn't deserve these nice girls, as if you know Ari's a fine guy. (laughs) She was like, he's too boring and. and then you start thinking, like, what do you want out of your back? What, you, what do you want him to be, a, you know, a, to go skydiving every day? I don't know what you want out of Ari. You know, he's a fine guy. He's nothing. He's any guy. He's, Ari and I are closer to one another than not. Actually, Ari's probably a better guy than me. He's fucking used to race car drive. So he's a pretty interesting guy. Um, but there's this one character named Crystal. So I was hearing while I was I, since I missed the episode, but I kind of got the vibe that Crystal went off the rails a little bit. And Crystal's one of the contestants, and she's a online fitness trainer, which means Crystal's economy is based in followers. So Crystal coming on this show is a chance to showcase her hot body. And her crazy personality to get people to follow her and then take her fitness classes. The last bachelorette, this guy Peter, Peter now got really far. And now he sells out every training class that he does. And if you're wondering, groups fitness right now is in. Zumba, Spin, Boot Camp. I go to Barry's Boot Camp all the time. Those trainers get paid based on ticket sales. They get paid in the similar way to how I get paid. If people show up, they get more money. So for Crystal, she needs people to show up and have name recognition. You're not going to remember anyone but Crystal this season. So the crazier she is and the wilder she gets, the more she sells. So I am not surprised by Crystal. I mean, you're going to have one of those in every season. But when I heard the, 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 the visceral reaction to her is so wild to me because – and I was wondering, I was like, man, she must have really done something crazy. She must have, so I watched the episode. What goes on in the episode is, uh, we start with a, um, Chelsea, the single mother. She gets a date and Chelsea's, Chelsea, uh, to go over the date, it's fine. It's fine. Chelsea's a nice person, but she's also the most, uh, Chelsea is, it reminds me of a mannequin that has a button that just says lines. She has nothing to say. She's there. to She's there. It seems to find someone to be a, a husband for a kid or a dad for a kid. She gives us a whole sob story about how he left her with you know six months with a six month old, and then she says, "Oh, I hopefully he can be my dreamboat." She they get she gets a rose. Chelsea won't win, but she gets a rose. And then we go to the group date where they're going to do this bowling competition. Okay, the bowling competition. He says, "Okay, we're going to have two teams. Whichever team wins is going to get a date with me, which, you know, time is valuable on this show. So they go on the they do the bowling competition and Crystal is acting in a way that is hateable. But this is when I realized why Crystal like there's such a huge reaction to her. She is like every girl has someone that they that they interact with that's like Crystal, the one that is a little, that acts a little too holier than thou, the one that smiles at you even as she says something shitty, but you all have to put up with her because no one just looks at her and goes, fuck you, that's the thing, men don't have a friend like this, we don't deal with it, I just won't be around someone I don't like, women for some, for whatever reason, they they will hold on to friendships that even they don't like and Crystal kind of represents that. She's the one that puts on Facebook stuff about vaccines. And then when you disagree in the comments, she'll write, agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. And it's like you can't, you know, you, if you look at her and go, well, agree to disagree, guess what? We're not fucking friends anymore. She'd go, wow, you really have some anger issues. You should probably take care of that. And someone would take Crystal's side because she deals in I feel terms. She never deals in reality terms. She'll go, well, I was made to feel like I was being harassed, and it's like, well, you can't disagree with how she feels. You, and no one can tell you what you feel. So she goes, well, I feel you were being malicious towards me, and it's like instead of you were being malicious, it's I feel. So you get if you tell, if you brought up a cast of characters to go, you know, a jury to say, hey, what are you? T- do you think I was being harassing? They would go, no, but she feels that way. Now Crystal is fine. She gets away with it. So I think women really hate her because there's some Crystal in their life. I don't think that Crystal represents more than just herself in this episode, in this show. And, and no man can really understand it. I watch Crystal and I go, what a fucking crazy person. Look, at she smiles even at points where she shouldn't be smiling. And I go, okay, you're just a fucking wild lunatic. But to women, she's not so crazy to them because there is someone in their life that has hints of crystal. I'm just saying because it because women are acting are reacting so strongly to her that they, you know, you don't react that strongly to a to a cartoon. To them, she's not a cartoon. So they have this whole wild thing. And then there's a part. So then they go back, so Crystal's team wins, and then, so they're going to get the, the date, but then Ari looks at all the girls that weren't going to get the date, and he goes, you know what, how about we all go on the date? Crystal flips out, and then they go on the bus home, and here's what gets me really angry. So they get back, and the next scene is that they've taken a bus from the bowling alley back to the hotel. We find out in the hotel that Crystal had some sort of eruption on the bus and it was so crazy and bad that all the women are like, Crystal really said some things. How the fuck did we not get that on tape? How are we not finding out, how are Bachelor producers still sitting there with jobs when you have a show that revolves around taping every movement of these women and you miss... The biggest blow-up of the season and maybe of all time, she blew up in such a way that not one person on that bus took Crystal's side. Everyone, Everyone's face looked like they literally saw an alien, and we didn't get to see that video? There wasn't one iPhone to be taken out and taped? This is all I've thought about, other than the micro Uber experience. I've only thought about how Crystal had this meltdown, and we didn't get to see it. This is why we watch the show. Where are the tapes? Where are the tapes? We need to see this. I am so fired up. You have a whole show. This should have been the bachelor moment of the century. We need to know who got fired. Someone needed to get fired because this is why we watch it all. And how is there no response? I follow a lot of the producers on Twitter. None of them even said a word, but in this period of time, whatever this 10 minutes were, for us to not get a real good view of what these this this animal's like, Crystal, uh, I'm so disappointed. Well, uh so that then they have the day uh the the other alone days with Tia. Tia is the girl from Arkansas that sounds like every time she speaks, I expect a a pig to go wah, 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 running by. <laughs> She's hey y'all, you got we're gonna go on the fanboat and we're gonna meet the guy who lives in a cabin that has skin that looks like it was put on him because it looks old and wrinkly. So they go on the fan boat date. And then, um, you know, Marique and a bunch of other nobodies get sent home. And that's my review. My top five, four, five right now, Chelsea's the fifth because she has to be. Uh, the two Beckas, they're in the top five. Lauren B., who's a dark horse, who we haven't, she, she really, this was the first episode that we saw her spoken to. I just have a feeling about her. She looks a lot like the girl that he fell for on the last Bachelor he was on. Um, and um, there's another bitch. Two Beckas. Oh, Tia. She's in the top five. But I got Lauren B., Tia, two Becca's, and Chelsea is my top five. Um, and the MVP of the episode uh was Crystal because that was fun for me to watch. And the LVP least valuable player is the producers and production company that makes The Bachelor for not getting that video of Crystal flipping out and melting down, a, a video that apparently was so awful that all of the women like were like literally speechless. So uh, that's a coffee with J-Train. Uh, we'll be back for a new one soon. Have a good one.